Hello, and welcome to episode number 69 of the Happy Digital Podcast, a show for creators, makers, and doers, where my goal is to help you make to the max. My name is Ryan, and in this episode, we're doing Studio Scrutiny Part 2, and I also have some interesting and fun studio upgrades to tell you about. Let's do it. Hello, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. If you are new to the Hayfield Digital Podcast, this is my playground. And I'm, I, I've talked in uh, previous episodes that I'm, I'm looking towards doing a rebrand soon. I'm thinking I'll probably keep the name of the podcast, Hayfield Digital Podcast, but I may change it. And I actually just had this thought this morning. It's like, I, I consider this area here my playground. So, um, you know, the content creators playground, I got to come up with something more creative. If you have any name suggestions, feel free to leave me a, a comment. But I feel like I may want to change the title just to make it, uh, you know, I mean, if you see Hafey Digital, that could mean a number of different things. It doesn't really tell you much about what I do here. So um, I like the thought of referring to this as a playground because that's kind of what it is. Uh, so maybe we go with that. But if you're new here, Yes, I do talk about um, video creation, video editing, filming, uh, camera gear, podcasting, live streaming, photography. Occasionally, I'll dive into some FPV stuff every now and then, all, all sorts of stuff in the realm of content creation. So if that's what you're into, um, you may enjoy it here. So uh, feel free to hit that subscribe button wherever you happen to be watching or listening or follow me on social media at Ryan Hafey on Instagram and Twitter and uh, swing by and um, ask me any questions that you may have. Also, I'd like to give a shout out to my wife, Charlene. Uh, she is currently in bed because she was up late last night watching uh, a uh, like a Korean, a virtual Korean concert. So she's sleeping in today. But actually, tomorrow is her birthday. And we did a, um, a little bit of celebrating and just kind of hanging out this weekend. There goes Pudge. We don't, so, so there's no one else in the house right now, by the way. That's my pug. There's no one else in the house right now to keep an eye on the dog. So as you saw in the pre-show... Um, I've got the big boy in here with me. That's Tum Tum, my Connie Corso. And hopefully he doesn't make too much noise, but you just may hear some grunts from him every now and then because he's sleeping and he snores occasionally. Uh, anyway, yeah, wife's birthday um, is tomorrow and happy birthday to her. Doesn't matter what her age is. She looks like she's still like, you know, 20 years old. So it's pretty cool. Um, finally, uh, also wanted to mention, not finally, but also wanted to mention I have another YouTube short that I posted, uh, I guess that would have been Friday, right? Yeah, Friday. And uh, this one is about um, camera buying considerations for going live on your live stream. Instead of, instead of live streaming with some kind of potato quality webcam, um, I give you some tips for features to look for in a camera when upgrading for your live stream purposes, whatever those may be. Um, Obviously, it's a YouTube short, which means it's under 60 seconds, and there's only so much information you can put in a 60-second 60 60 second video, at least especially when it comes to a buyer's guide. Uh, but the video does have a description in which I include additional camera buying considerations other than the major ones that I mentioned in the video, as well as uh, some links to a few different um, gear recommendations that I have. Uh, I'm a little biased towards Sony, so you may find some Sony links in there, but... There you go. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about today, the first major thing I want to talk about is something that has brought me a lot of joy 
uh, over the past few days. So you may remember um, it was, I don't know, a few uh, podcast episodes ago, I mentioned that I now have the ability, I, I mounted a light over here. I don't think this shows it. No, it doesn't. Not even close. But the light that I'm referring to is kind of, is directly to my side here. And I set it up using, because um, what I didn't want to, I wanted to be able to set up a light that I didn't have to continually walk over to, you know, turn on and off. And this particular light is, um, it does take battery, but obviously battery runs out. So I have it plugged in and just have the wire kind of running down the wall into a smart power outlet. Um, and the smart power outlet basically allows me to turn it off by, with either an app on my phone or by tying it into my Google Home here. So I can say, hey, Google, turn off the fill light. There we go. I called it fill switch. Hey, Google, turn on the fill switch. Thank you. Okay, so that was cool, and I liked the convenience of that. There goes Tum Tum making his snorts. Um, I liked the convenience of that, and I haven't really applied it to this area here, with the exception of this light back here, which um, has a smart bulb screwed into it. And that is connected to the Google home as well. So if I wanted to, I could turn off uh, that light by voice, but everything else here, as far as cameras, um, my key light, it was all previously just plugged into a normal outlet. I do have these power outlets that have buttons on them where I can manually turn certain things on and off. So I have one that's kind of behind this um, monitor here. Uh, and it had two buttons on it. One was for uh, my cameras. Yeah, it would turn all of my cameras on the, no, it would turn this camera on. And then I had a second one over here with another button that would turn, uh, this camera and that camera on. And then, um, but I would have to get up to do it. Same thing with this key light. I had a button that to turn the key light on and off and it really wasn't a big deal. But for me, um, you know, as I like to say, laziness breeds creativity and, uh, I got annoyed with having to get up to turn off certain things and leave other things on it. It's, I just wanted a better way to automate everything. So I picked up a couple more of those power outlets like I have for this light over here and have incorporated them into my workstation here. Now, obviously I can't show you too much of what the setup does uh, because if I do, everything's going to turn off and my camera and the live stream is probably going to get screwed. So I'm going to show you a little video and then I'll do a couple of examples that I can show you. So check it out. All right, this makes me happy. Check this out. Hey, Google, turn on the studio. Turns on that light, that light, those lights, that light, that monitor, that monitor, that camera, that camera, that camera, that switcher board, I can turn everything on and off independently, or I can say, hey, Google, turn on the fan. Sure, turning on the fan. Uh. So there you go. That makes me more happy than you can imagine. For whatever reason, it's not, it's not really a big deal. Most people might just laugh at that, but I think that's freaking awesome. So the way it works is, um, yeah, I've got, I've got a power strip here, I've got a power strip back here, and then I've got one over in the corner. Each power strip, um, I probably should have pulled up the Amazon link, but it's got three regular just wall outlets on it, and then three uh, USB outlets. You can turn the 
wall, uh, I don't know what you would even call them, but like the, the wall outlets, you could turn them off each one of them independently on each different power strip. And then the USB um, plugs, put import inputs, ports, whatever you call them, um, those USB ports, all three of them are on kind of like a single switch. So whatever, you can't do the USB ports individually, but for, for what I have set up, it's actually, it's actually okay. So the way that it works is basically everything. And, and I have a link to these power strips in the description and they're awesome. They're not that expensive. I think each one is like 17 bucks at least currently. And then setting them up. If you have a Google home or an Alexa, um, setting it up is super easy. You can rename the different things that you have plugged into them. So everything can be, so if I wanted to say, Hey Google, turn off the key light. Hey Google, turn on the key light. So it works like that. I can say, Hey Google, turn off accent lights and background light. Okay, it missed the the background light, but hey, Google, turn on the accent lights. I even have it set up to where, as you saw in the video, hey, Google, turn on the fan. I said, hey, Google, turn on the fan. Doesn't listen all the time. Yo, Google, hey, Google, turn on the fan. When he hears me, it works great. Uh, hey, Google. Turn off the fan. Okay. But uh, so you get the idea. And then when I'm done with everything, uh, all I have to say is, mm -hmm, turn off the studio and everything shuts off. So um, that's awesome because when I'm done, I don't have to, I, there's been so many times when I've left like these cameras on and charging. Um, and uh, then I come back and realize they've just been charging for, you know, overnight, which uh, is probably not a good idea. So to have the ability to just at the end of everything, just say, hey, turn everything off. Awesome. If I need a lot of light for something I'm working on, just turning on that light. Awesome. If, you know, um, I don't know, you get the idea. You could do just a number of different combinations of things and I love it. So that is my studio upgrade. Again, link to the, uh, the power strip is in the description below. And uh, check it out if it fits your needs. All right, moving on. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about some pod podcast studios today. Studio scrutiny part two. Uh, last week I went over four different podcast studios. The ones that I went over last week were a conversation with that's Philip DeFranco's uh, podcast studio. Congratulations podcast with Crystalia, Maddie, and Pete. Uh, the Maddie and Pete show and the Joe Rogan experience. Um, and I had written down eight, but uh, I took longer to go through those first four. So we saved the other four for today. And I'm going to go ahead and get those pulled up. And let's start talking about them. I'm going to go here. Perfect. Actually, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go here. Boom. All right. First starters. You know what? We're going to save this one for last. For starters, I want to go to Two Bears, One Cave. This is a comedy podcast with Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer. And uh, let's just scrub. I'm going to mute that here. Let's scrub through and just kind of see what we got. So here's here's uh, Burt's 
angle there. And by the way, I'm basing these criteria uh, or I'm basing these ratings off of four criteria, lighting, set design, camera angles, and color grade. I'm not going to be assessing audio quality or the quality of the content. We're just basically just looking at pure aesthetics here. So just keep that in mind. So we're looking at two bears, one cave. Um, one thing that I wanted to start doing too is checking quality options. So in this case, we can go up to 1080, uh, 1080p, which is good. And that'll come in handy later and you'll see why. Uh, but looking at this angle, you know, I mean, as far as podcast studios go, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing really super off-putting. I like how they keep kind of the part of the logo in the background. Lighting is flat and kind of boring. Um, nothing really going on there. I do like kind of the wood in the background and the, the textured wallpaper. Um, Bert, you might want to tone it down with your choice of libations on the table there. Maybe there's maybe they're there for a reason. I haven't listened to this episode. Um, but that's a lot of stuff that's kind of distracting on the table. Also, why the hell are you drinking five sodas or, you know, three sodas? And anyway, I'm not one to judge. I am one to judge, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge anymore here. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is fine. Everything is well lit. It's not meaning well lit as in everything is nice and illuminated and good exposure. The lighting itself though, not that interesting not that contrasty, um, just very kind of general lighting, nothing off-putting, but nothing super stellar either. Uh, let's go find, oh, here's the wide shot and wide shot, um, looks good. I like the, um, the logo in the background, although it is cut off at the top, it would be nice to reframe a little bit. So you get the entirety of the podcast logo in the shot there. Um, looks like some of this accent lighting in the background is clipping a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit hot, so I would either turn that off or turn it way down so that it's not blown out in the background. Um, framing for the wide shot looks good. Uh, and, um, let's see what else can we say about it. I like the, the symmetry of the studio, although again, framing, this is just uh, from an OCD perspective that bothers me. And that is here. Let's see if we can do this. There we go. That is that you have less of the wood panels on that side than you do on the right side. So yeah, I think, I think you could bump up in some points if you had less clutter on the table, cause you got phones here, you got headphones and beer and soda and all sorts of stuff. That's a little bit distracting. You've got some blown out, um, highlighted accent lights in the background and framing is a little off. Lighting could be a little bit more interesting or, you know, just a little, little better and a little more appealing to look at. Um, but as far as, I mean, but I like the setup in general color grade, um, something we haven't mentioned again, it's fine. It's nothing stellar. Um, and again, when you're watching, when you're watching, uh, a comedy podcast, you're not there for aesthetics as much. So you kind of have to factor that in. Although the whole point of this is to assess the aesthetic appeal of these podcasts. So anyway, um, let's jump right to the rating. Oh, you know what? Hold on. We didn't look at Tom's. So we have Bert. There's Bert's angle. Oh, no, it's going to make me watch a, watch an ad. Come on. You're not even going <sighs> to. All 
Okay, now we can skip the ads. There we go. So there is uh, Tom there from his angle. And then let's see. So both angles essentially look exactly the same. And I'm not mad at that. I like the symmetry with both angles. Um, so if I had to give this one a rating, I'm going to go with... It's, this is a weird one because everything is fine. But there are a lot of things that could be done in multiple different areas to really beef it up and, and make it look even cooler. I'm going to go s in honor of episode 69, giggity giggity, I'm going to go with a 6.9 on this one. And I need to start writing these down. Uh, 6.9 out of 10. That is the rating for the Two Bears, One Cave podcast. Fantastic. Let's move on to... The next one, we're gonna go to the Adam Carolla show. This was like one of my, this was one of my, the first podcast, no, and I lied, because I've been listening to and making podcasts since like 2009. Or at least I made a podcast in 2009 and then took a bunch of years off and now I'm back doing this podcast. Anyway, uh, the Adam Carolla show, I used to listen to every day, all the time. It's my favorite podcast, I just, kind of grew out of it out of it after a while uh, but I'll check in on it every now and then but um what what I've noticed is that there hasn't been a whole lot of change in quality um with the podcast the Adam Carolla podcast for quite a while now and let's go back to this angle here so one of the things I noticed a little bit earlier and obviously you know Adam Carolla show, I believe they still live stream it. And I had to dig into the archives as well, by the way, for um, for this podcast because they've been doing everything via Zoom and I wanted to be able to assess the studio. So this is from a year ago before um, the pandemic. Um, and this is kind of the wide shot. I don't mind this wide shot. Um, I'm, there's no, I assume that this empty space over here is for the guests whenever they come in. It would be cool if you could, uh, when there is no guest, maybe crop in a little bit so you can frame um, everyone else a little bit more evenly inside the frame, if that makes sense. Uh, oh, I need to show, I'm not even showing you what I'm, what I'm talking about. There we go. So yeah, that's one thing. I would, I would like some better framing when there's no guest. It's also a little bit, I feel like it's a little bit tight. Like if you're gonna do a wide shot, give a little bit of margin along the outsides. I also think that, and I understand why they do the Podcast One logo because they have a, an agreement with them. It's super big, super distracting. I would love to see a smaller maybe up in the corner. Also, there's two giant Adam Carolla Show logos. Nothing wrong with that, but maybe a little redundant and overkill because both of them are both big and they're both very easily legible. Um, Lighting-wise, again, nothing stellar about the lighting. Very even lighting. Everything is pretty well exposed. The dark stuff in the back does give off kind of like a, I'm talking about like the curtains and it's, it's a very high contrast, um, studio. If it, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm a little put off by some of the, the, all the dark feels like it's covering things up. Uh, it feels like something's almost being hidden in a way. Um, maybe they want to hide their desk and that's fine. Um, oh, Pudge. Anyway, um, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. But here's here's what I noticed. If you go into settings, quality, uh, the highest quality option is 720p, which means that that's what they're streaming the podcast at. Uh, 
which, um, you know, let's get with the times. Like I'm streaming in 1080 right now. I don't, you know, this is a, obviously a big operation. You've got a full radio style studio setup going on. Let's, let's upgrade and let's, uh, you know, let's start streaming at a higher, higher resolution. Cause this is already set to the highest quality resolution and it still looks blurry, but let's, uh, scrub through and let's find another angle. Um, one thing to note here, take a look at Adam's face. Skin tones look decent. And then if we scrub through and we go to here, now Adam's face. Did you need something, sir? Adam's face is, uh, it looks very red. So there's not a lot of consistency between the colors of the cameras. You know what? Let's take a little break. Come here, Tums. Come here. Come here. Come here. What's wrong? Come. Come here. Say hi to everyone. Come here. Oh, you don't want to? What's wrong, sir? Come here. You don't want to come here? He's upset because he hears his brothers outside making noise, and he wants to be out there with them. Unfortunately, he is... Um, He's still only a little over a year old and he would tear up um, the carpet or not the carpet. He would just, he would chew on things potentially. I mean, he's still, he's pretty good. Let me, you know what? You better behave. If I come back, if I'm, if I finish this podcast and he tears up my whole house, letting it all on you, you're, it's all your, it's really not, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. That was mean of me. Anyway, back to, back to this. So, yeah, there's not, not a lot of color consistency between the shots um, here. So deducting some points for that, unfortunately. Let's look at another angle. He looks a little bit more red as well. Um, and, you know, these these single or these solo angles are very tight. Like, I, I know you want to, I don't know. It, it feels a little too close. I would like to not be... <laughs> quite as, I don't know, the framing, I'd, I'd, I'd play with a little bit. All right, let's, uh, so here we go. Here's a wide shot with Kyle in the corner. Again, quality just not good, even at the full resolution. And I know I'm watching this on a 4K screen, and if I were to bring it down, it would look a little bit better. But even here, it looks, just looks blurry. And I don't know, maybe there, maybe their internet connections out there in California aren't that great. Um, it also, yeah, again, margins on the outside it really puts the guest right up in the corner and i i would prefer for a little bit wider angle there uh let's look for this is the guest angle again very tight very tight angle not a huge fan of it uh yeah you know i mean for a show that's been around as long as the 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 adam carolla show has been around i would hope that they would have worked on they, they clearly put some thought and effort into the studio and to make it look like kind of a, an actual like radio broadcast studio. But I wish they would have put a little bit more into um, just the quality of the picture and, and framing and things like that. So, Mr. Corolla, uh, if I'm going to rate your podcast studio, I'm going to give it because you got to get points for the radio studio look. But you got to deduct points for the rest. So I'm going to go with. I'm 
Man, I'm going to go with a 5.9. I know that seems a little bit harsh, but there's just a lot of things that I'm looking at that kind of that just bother me. The 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 excessive black, the giant distracting logos, the framing, the video quality, the difference in colors between the cameras. I think there's a lot that could be tweaked to really really make this look better. So, Adam Corolla, 5.9 out of 10. Let's move on to Mind Pump Media. This is one of my favorite um, just kind of fitness and well-being podcasts. Uh, let's so let's scrub through a little bit here. <clears throat> All right. Lighting so far, and let's make sure we are on the highest quality setting. Okay, there we go. Lighting looks like we're a little bit hot. We got some, you know, we may have some cameras that don't have the best dynamic range, or we may just be a little bit hot with the lights or a little bit overexposed, which is weird because I mean, it, there's definitely some hot spots here on the on their head, uh, but then there are parts that look, you know, like they're maybe a little underexposed. Uh, I do kind of like the sound panels in the background. That's kind of a, just a classic studio background. Um, this bothers me a little bit that it's kind of out of place here. Framing wise, I like the framing. I think it gives them, um, this is, this was the kind of framing that I would hope for out of the Adam Carolla studio where it's a little bit farther back, you know, waist up, I think is good. Gives you the opportunity to see what they're doing with their hands, any body language, that type of stuff. If you're too super tight, you can see what's going on with the face, but you can't read the body language. So I like that. Um, another, oh no. I've got to watch another ad. Here we go. Let's skip through that. Okay, we're going to go back here. Um, I like this here. The guitar, not super relevant to what Mind Pump is, although I will say that, I mean, they do a lot of just kind of talking about random things, so it's not that out of place. Uh, I like the consistent sound panel background. Again, like I mentioned, the... the the little Italian chef in the corner behind Sal. That's funny because he's Italian. Um, let's see. Is there a wide shot? I don't think there is, which is interesting. So they obviously... Oh, here's... Wait, what's this? No, I, I lied. Um, yeah, you know what I would like to see is a, is a wide shot. And we don't see that here. You'd like to... It, it seems like... It just it sort of disconnects things. It makes it seem like the guys aren't in the same room even. There's no overlap between anything. So I would love to see a wide shot of all three of the guys wherever possible. Um, so let's back up. Lighting, again, lighting needs a touch-up, need to work on either exposure settings or dialing in that the light brightness or maybe get different types of lights. Maybe these are more like light panels versus kind of the soft diffused uh, key light like I have up there um i would work on you know set design i'm fine with um as long as there's no weird discrepancies in the background as far as you know things that'll make your ocd kick in uh, i'm fine with the background it's not super distracting because it's it's like a consistent pattern it's a little bit busy but it's not that distracting and also the black um background makes the like the skin tones just kind of pop off it a little bit um, camera angles again, I, I like the framing of the individual shots, but I wish that there was more, uh, I wish there was a wide shot so we could see kind of what the, what the whole room looks like, get a handle on that. And then color grade wise, uh, everything looks a little bit, uh, red 
to me. And um, again, exposure levels need to be tweaked, highlights and things like that. But, you know, otherwise it's not bad. So my pump, I'm going to give you a rating of, oh, let's see, if Two Bears with One Cave was 6.9 out of 10, I'll go with a 7.2. I think it's good. I think uh, I think it's fine. There's just a few few small things that I think could be tweaked, and it would be it would be good. So 7.2 for Mind Pump, Mind Pump uh, podcast. Last but not least, and that's a good frame to to start on. We're gonna go with um, Flagrant Two, the um, Andrew Schultz podcast with Akash Singh. Um, I just recently, like I've known about Andrew Schultz for a while, but I've just recently come across, uh, this, um, like the video version of this podcast and, uh, I like Andrew. I think he's really funny. So let's look around at some of the different angles here. All right. For starters, here's a, a wide shot or at least a shot of Andrew and Akash. And, um, I like the framing. I love the colors. I think it fits what they're trying to do. It's very colorful and very busy, but but just kind of, you know, the name is flagrant. So you kind of think of that when you think of that kind of name. Um, what I noticed is that there's a lot more light in the center on the logo in the background. The logo is a little bit hard to read on that busy background and with that thin cursive. But also I noticed that it's brighter there than um, Andrew and Akash are. So I would prefer to either illuminate them a little bit more or bring this down a little bit because it draws the attention more to the center and less to them, in my opinion. Uh, I like kind of the trinkets and things like that on the table. Again, it seems in some cases that could be overkill. And Like when I did Philip DeFranco's um, uh, review yesterday or, or last week, I noted that there's a lot of stuff in the background and a lot of trinkets, which is fine, except for gets it can be a little distracting because it doesn't really have anything to do with the show itself. I feel like in this case, um, with all this stuff there, you know, I've seen clips where they're holding up like these little, you know, play you know, these prop guns and things like that. Um, so it fits and it kind of fits with the tone of, of the show. Let's scrub through a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, lighting wise, just a little bit more light on these guys. Maybe some dedicated lights, create a little contrast. Uh, let's go to a solo angle. Here we go. Got the booze in the background fitting for a comedy show. Lighting here is a little bit better. You're not distracted by this super bright um, logo on the on the side there. Uh, again, get, going kind of waist up in this case. I like I like that uh, that for framing. Same kind of angle for Schultz here. Um, nice and colorful. Got no problems with this. You can you can see though, if you look at his face, you see that hard line there, which means that they're using some harsh lighting, and um, so it looks like they may be using some kind of studio lights because you can also see it on his wrist there. Maybe some hard lighting shutting down, or some you know just some some ceiling lights. Uh, and I think they could uh, definitely benefit by softening some of that lighting up a little bit. Um, Let's go, let's see, move forward a little bit. I know there was one more, there we go, where is it? They had a wide shot with the entire studio. And this is really cool. Again, uh, quality of this particular frame is not that great. Little too contrasty, probably a little over, actually quite a bit oversaturated. You can just see by the red on his shirt. But um, you get and I, you get just a, a feel for 
what they're working with um, and you get a feel for the studio and the environment that they're operating in. And I always like that. So I think this this angle is cool. You can see the cameras there. You can see the producers in the background um, and they're close enough to the guys to where they can be in frame and interact. Um, and uh, let's see if we can see what else they're working with. They've got some lights in the background, which I, doesn't appear that those are actually in operation for the show, just more for props. Um, but it looks like they're using some good cameras, so, you know, that's good. like to see that. Uh, I'm not mad at that. So we're using a four-camera setup. Uh, I like the camera angles. No issues with the camera angles. Color grade, yeah, just play with the contrast and the colors a, a little bit. Um, lighting, a little bit better lighting on the subjects and uh, kind of fix that lighting in the, in the host angle so it's a little bit more focus on the hosts and less on what's going on in the background. But otherwise, I think this is a really fun setup. It looks like they put a lot of effort and time into it. So I'm going to give this one. I'm going to go 8.1. That feels right to me. Again, with all of these, it's like, you know, just certain little small tweaks and things like that uh, could really beef it up. But um, I'm not mad at it. I like it. And uh, wow, 36 minutes in. Okay, cool. This is... Um, it's interesting. These studio scrutiny episodes, uh, I, I, they, uh, they take a lot longer than I originally anticipate, but that's okay. I like being able to sit down and analyze these. But there we go. So we got Two Bears, One Cave with a rating of 6.9 out of 10. Adam Carolla Show, 5.9 out of 10. Sorry, Adam. Mind Pump, 7.2 out of 10. And Andrew Schultz, uh, Flagrant 2, coming in on top for today with a rating of 8.1 out of 10. I would love it. If anyone out there watching, if you have a, a studio of your own or a podcast that you like to watch and you would like me to rate and critique their podcast studio, leave me a comment, send me a message, whatever. I'll take a look and uh, maybe we'll include it in a future episode of Studio Scrutiny. But for now, I'm going to go ahead and call this one done. I do appreciate you for watching. Be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you happen to be watching or listening if um, you found some value. I forgot I missed the button there the first time. If you found some value out of this episode and follow me on social media at Ryan Heath on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, let's have a conversation when this is all said and done. But until next time, keep on creating, making, and doing. And I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye.